0: independence day the 4th of july is only two sundays away independence day is the annual celebration in the united states that commemorates the passage of the declaration of independence by the continental congress on july the 4th 1776 at the signing of the declaration of independence the war between the american colonies in great britain had been going on for over a year and it would be another seven years until the independence of the 13 united states of america was actually assured with the signing of the treaty of paris on september the 3rd 1783 Our colonial ancestors fought a long and hard war to rid themselves of the rule of the English king and to establish our government as a democratic republic instead of a monarchy. Yet today, many Americans are just fascinated by the British royals. And the fascination doesn't seem to be waning our obsession likely has its roots in our general interest in celebrities because you know celebrities are celebrities because well well, why are they celebrities so many or it's likely because of the cinderella story that was princess diana which continues through william and kate and most recently uh, from prince harry and his wife the american Meghan Markle. But there's no doubt, there's no doubt that our attraction to the British royals, it doesn't mean that we want a monarchy. The United States is a republic with democratically elected leaders. And so it might be a little bit difficult for us to relate to the Israelites, to walk in their sandals from our lesson today from 1 Samuel. Our reading, you see, tells a story of a people who want a king. They're not trying to overthrow one. The Israelites are pressing the prophet priest Samuel to anoint a king for them. All the nations around them have a king, and they want one too. But from the Exodus, when, when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, to the time of samuel maybe about 220 years the israelites had understood themselves as a loose confederacy of tribes with no king but almighty god and throughout that time god created human leaders lifted them up to take up the leadership over the tribes as needed first there was moses and then joshua and then the judges, including Samuel, one of the last. And Samuel had two sons. And when Samuel became old, he made his two sons judges over Israel. Now, this action by Samuel suggests that Samuel. For all his usual obedience to God was acting on his own. Not waiting for God's direction. He was instituting a kind of hereditary line of secession. But the people quickly realized that this was a bad situation. And scripture tells us just before our reading today, his sons did not follow in his ways but turned aside after after gain. They took bribes, and they perverted justice. That Samuel had appointed his sons as judges is more evidence of the decline of this much-esteemed institution in ancient Israel. Judges were charismatic leaders upon whom the Spirit of the Lord rested, in times of national crisis but even then even then the theological principle had remained that yahweh the lord god almighty was israel's true leader the judges just assumed a temporary role and unlike the priesthood which was an inherited office the role of judge was never intended to be passed from father to son as samuel had done so the tribal leaders have gathered they've come up with a plan and they approach samuel asking him to give them a king to govern over them and samuel in our reading today turns to the lord for god's advice and prayer and god told them that this demand by the people was a rejection of god not of samuel and samuel should do as they wanted first samuel spells out for the elders the dangers of royal leadership it's quite a list isn't it it's the, the, the kind of royal leadership that distorts the unity of in the oneness that God plans with God's people and among God's people. He listed the abuses that usually came with someone having absolute power. But the people were adamant, weren't they? Ultimately, under God's direction, Samuel appointed Saul, the son of Kish, from the tribe of Benjamin as the first king. And our reading from chapter 11 in 1 Samuel highlights the celebration that breaks out. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed offerings of well-being before the Lord. And there Saul and all the Israelites rejoiced greatly. Wow, in yeah, and there, and it's like a... A fairy tale, a happy ever after ending. It's a great worship celebration. But we must ask exactly who were they worshiping? Israel's desire for a king was undeniably a rejection of Almighty God. And only about a chapter later, we learn that Israel's honeymoon with their king will be short-lived with Saul's political decline and his personal descent into madness. Now let's compare for a moment the worship celebration that breaks out as Saul is crowned king and the one that David ascribes to in Psalm 138. Psalm 138 is a psalm of lavish thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will bow down toward your holy temple and will praise your name for your love and your faithfulness. And of course, much, much more. David tells us, though, that thanksgiving to the Lord is to be offered with what the whole heart, not a divided one. And david believes that god will fulfill his purpose in him why because of god's enduring and steadfast love but in first samuel apparently the israelites have come to a place where they have decided that when it comes to worship and governance god was not enough Life sometimes wants to push us to that false conclusion as well. As Christians, we should view God as our ultimate leader and try to apply our faith in God across our lives. But we also may find times whenever it seems it seems that God is not enough, For our pain and our loss and the grief that life brings our way. Our reaction also can be like Israel's. We turn to another king or idol. Perhaps you've heard it said, inside each of us is a God-shaped hole, a place inside of our hearts that only God can fill you heard that before I'm sure some of you have now this is not a new idea in 398 CE Saint Augustine of Hippo wrote in his confessions you have made us for yourself O Lord and our hearts are restless until they find their rest in you In 1670, Blaise Pascal, a French mathematician and theologian, produced pensées in which he wrote, What else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim? But there was once in men and women a true happiness, of which all that now remains is the empty print and trace. This we try in vain to fill with everything around us, seeing in things that are not there, the help we cannot find in those that are. Though none can help, since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable, unchangeable object, in other words, by God. Sisters and brothers, when God created us, we were made in God's image, and we were made for relationship, both our relationship with God and with one another. When we make God the center of our lives, our whole lives, the total of our lives can be worship as we practice god's presence and direct and then redirect our minds through the power of the holy spirit to not only god but to those things that god loves those things like our neighbors both near and far and of course ourselves and creation when we come in worship to completely focus on god and god's will we are renewed in the spirit to continue our discipleship path and to follow jesus who was the gate and the light and the way so while we don't measure worship by how it makes us feel there is a correlation between being built up in the worship experience in which it allows us to encounter god Now, this sometimes means that being repentant and be reminded of our flaws and our failures. You know, worship is not, all after all, just about warm and fuzzy feelings. A part of being renewed is the ability to take an honest look at ourselves and see who we are in God's eyes. And not just by our own standards or the standards of the world in fact to truly experience resurrection we must be ready to die die to self die to this world so that we can live for God and with God we must be willing to surrender even that which is most precious to us now it's likely that a 40-minute service even a one-hour service isn't going to hold all these things together each week yet in our sunday worship or whatever time we worship this week we need to recalibrate our hearts so that they beat in time with gods instead of finding supposed needs of our own manufacturer we need time for reflection and reorientation, and rethinking with the goal of finding renewal, and giving God all of our lives, all of our lives, and deciding once again that we're going to follow Jesus. Like the song reminds us, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back the world behind me the cross before me no turning back no turning back though none go with me still I will follow no turning back no turning back so I ask you today in the name of Jesus to take a step forward whatever size step that God leads you move forward move forward and be renewed in the power of the holy spirit lean into god this day and ask yourself what are the things in your life that are inhibiting your full worship of god not only on sunday morning but throughout the week what if almighty god the father the son and the holy spirit was the only king in our lives how might our lives change How might your life change if you let the Spirit bring you and and feed you on an unrelenting course of God's undeserved mercy and grace? So I invite you now to a time of silent reflection, just a few minutes, just a beginning, to be still. And to know that the Lord is still King of the universe. The Lord is still the only thing that we should give honor and glory and praise to. No other matches our God. So we'll begin after I pray our prayer for illumination that I prayed earlier before our readings. And then Tammy will play. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, illumine your sacred word that our minds may be open to receive it, our hearts taught to love it, and our will strengthened to obey it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.